You know, having sensitive skin makes finding skincare products so difficult. It is. But today's sponsor, OneSkin, makes it easy. Their topical supplements are formulated with soothing ingredients and natural antioxidants. And they're gentle enough to use every day, even if you have sensitive skin. And it was founded by an all-female team of scientists. OneSkin's products are backed by extensive lab and clinical data to validate their efficacy and safety on all skin types. Their topical supplements are the easiest way to keep your skin healthy and hydrated without all the harsh ingredients or irritation found in other skincare products. In a third-party 12-week clinical study performed by third-party research organization OS01 Face was clinically proven to strengthen the skin barrier, improve skin health markers, and diminish visible signs of aging. Like wrinkles were diminished in 87% of users. One Skin is the world's first skin longevity company by focusing on the cellular aspects of aging one skin keeps your skin looking and acting younger for longer get started today with 15 percent off using code tco at oneskin.co that's 15 percent off oneskin.co with code tco after your purchase they'll ask you where you heard about them please support the show and tell them we sent you it's more than just your output, more than a bike. When you hear your shout out, you know it's all right. Put on your magic pants and let's go. We're cruising into the power zone. Clip in, set yourself free. Come on and take a ride with me. You know what you need to know. What's it all about? Everything you need. It's all the clip out. Welcome to the Clip Out, episode 50. This is Crystal O'Keefe. And this is Tom O'Keefe. Happy 50th. Happy 50th. It's all downhill from here. <laughs> that well, means it's been almost an entire year. That is true. I mean, really, this whole thing started at HRI. I mean, started a couple of weeks before HRI. We had recorded some episodes in secret. Yes. and uh, But they hadn't been released yet. So when we were at HRI last year and said, hey, we're starting a podcast about Peloton, people were like, yeah, 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 yeah sure yeah, you sure. are. Mm-hmm. That's adorable. Yeah. Sounds like a lot of work. We'll pat, never, pat, pat. Yeah. <laughs> they weren't sure what to think of it yeah. is the thing. They're like, okay, whatever. <laughs> no, like we've already interviewed some people. Oh, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean, I get yeah. it. Like you haven't done, yeah, it's like totally. you got to you gotta see the end result before you can really have any opinion on it. And if you uh, if you dig around on iTunes past like the big dogs like This American Life right. or real spoilers, that was just a shameless plug for the other one. <laughs> but uh, you, I mean, it's littered with people that did podcast podcasts and they do three episodes, and then eighteen months later, there's a fourth episode, and yeah, you know. So I, I understand why people greeted us with a degree of polite. Skepticism, skepticism, so and they have, it. and they have been Doubters. incredibly supportive. They have since then, absolutely. <laughs> After they were like, "Oh, this really is a thing. You guys really are doing this." Yeah. Okay, cool. So here we are. Yeah. So uh, that's probably a really good thing to kind of mock people who are skeptical of us on an episode that uh, is probably late. <laughs> yeah, yeah. This episode's gonna be a little late, so we're recording on a Thursday night, but it's really late. Yeah, normally we record on Thursdays at like five o'clock in, yeah. the, in the evening. Right now, it's like. It's almost 10 o'clock Central, Central. time. So, so that's late in the Midwest. It is late. It's uh, late we, when you get up at 5 a.m. So we like to think of this as the clip out after dark. <laughs> so it'll be extra sexy. <laughs> that's how that works. Okay. So why was it late? It was late because uh, we have been trying to help our friend, our friend yeah. who is going through a tough time. Yeah, I have a friend uh, named, well, I won't say his name. Yeah, let's keep his privacy. But uh, he actually designed the logo for my other podcast, Real Spoilers. And, he's and, a very uh, talented Very artist. talented graphic artist. And he's just been having a rough time. His father passed away, and then, then he was taking care of his elderly father. And so because of that, he worked. He was only ever really working part-time. And then when his father passed away, it was his father's Social Security that had kind of funded the house. And then he lost the house, and he didn't really have any savings to leave him because... His mother had been in a, had a long illness, and most of their savings went to that. And so yeah. he's been kind of couch surfing and, like, maybe sometimes not even a couch. And so 
we were trying to get him into an apartment and it was just a whole kerfluffle and uh it was, yeah and he, and he also has medical issues he has, yeah he has medical issues he has epilepsy and so uh it kind of keeps him from you know being able it, it sounds i had no idea that epilepsy was so debilitating yeah you know? like i mean until i really started researching i thought it was like oh you take some pills and maybe every 18 months there's a seizure and that sucks i'm not trying to but i thought it was like oh totally but, manageable yeah and it's like in and that it's not that is not always the case and so and then obviously stress makes it worse and so he's had some really really, really bad, bad seizures. seizures and i mean where he looks like i mean he just got home from a fight club and well, so and then after a seizure you're not thinking clearly there's right. like a haze period and so it's just a really unfortunate set of circumstances and so we we're just trying to get him Kind of situated So uh, we did find him a part, An apartment That he could afford Yay And so we were just Working on getting him Set up But uh, obviously He doesn't have A lot of savings In the bank So we were We actually did A little GoFundMe for him We did So We did uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna post that Out at right. uh, Facebook.com okay. Slash the clip out And yeah, we're, not, we're not Looking for time no, I, I, I know our, it's not Peloton related yeah. You know It's uh, It's it's purely because You know We think this guy Is a good guy We know yeah. this guy Is a good guy He's not one of those people That's just gonna Blow through money And yeah. not be appreciative And our goal is like 1500 bucks yeah. Like we're not We're, try- not, we're not trying to raise Like, like thousands of dollars grand. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and it's nothing to do With the podcast Just to be clear Yeah so But anyway Anyway, but that is why we're recording late. Why we? Why you're probably getting this a little bit later yeah, in the day, or maybe the next day. Yeah, it's, it's going to take just, me a little. Our schedule's off. Going to be a little bit. Hopefully, we're going to get him into his apartment tomorrow night, so we'll be moving him. So we're not going to be able to. Uh, I, I won't be able to finish editing for yes. a little bit. So so schedule's off. Schedule's off. So we appreciate your patience. Yes, thank you. So uh, what do you have in store for the people this week? Uh, we have a funny article to discuss that uh, will fit in well with your. Clip out after dark No I'm sorry Yeah it has to be The clip out After dark Oh Is that how you say that Yeah That's like You learn that in radio Don't you Yeah that's the sexy way To say yeah. it The clip out After dark Ooh I like that Yeah And uh, uh Well Due to other things Going on in our life This week It's gonna be Kind of short and sweet Okay, but that's okay because we have a really cool interview. We have an awesome interview with one of our OG instructors for Peloton. She's no longer with Peloton, but she was one of the original, Lisa Nyron. So she will regale us with tales of the early days. Yes, we get to hear about the closet. And uh, before we do all that, shameless plugs, don't forget we're available on iTunes. You can go there, rate, review, subscribe. It helps us tremendously, which is why we whore out for it every single week. So someone uh, was kind enough to leave a review for us this week. Would you like to hear it? Of course. Uh, This is from Billy777. Billy! His subject line is nuggets and fun. (laughs) Hopefully means chicken nuggets. He does. Okay. He says... uh, I, he could have been informational nuggets. It was definitely chicken nuggets. It was then, Billy. Then I like him. He says, uh, I love listening to Crystal and Tom. I'm glad the rumors of Tom leaving for a chicken nugget job elsewhere were false. <laughs> Those are some mean rumors. Maybe I'm moonlighting. <laughs> but seriously, this podcast is a blast. They are hilarious and have good info and thoughts on multiple pillow rated things. Keep up the great work, and if you're reading this and haven't subscribed, do it now. He's a smart man. <laughs> he is. A smart, smart man. Uh, they are also on Facebook, Smiley Face. We are. <laughs> we are. Facebook.com slash the clip out. So thank you for a shameless plug within the shameless plug. It's like Inception. <laughs> we don't have one of those cool things to A little spin. top. A little yeah. sp- I actually have You the top. actually do have I that. actually have the top from Inception. Not the one that they used in the movie, but an exact replica because I'm a nerd. So anyway, there uh, shameless plugs. Also, speaking of uh, Facebook, yeah, facebook.com slash the clip out. While you're there, you can join the clip out group. Stay up to date on everything throughout the week. So uh, there, I guess uh, let's now dig in, shall we? Yeah, I, I thought I'd also mention, since you were talking about shameless plugs, that uh-huh. we um, we closed the question answers or the question section for John Foley this week. And uh, there were over 50 questions that we ended up submitting. Wow. Which was really cool. Uh, I have no idea how many will be left 
by the end of it uh, because because I know there were some that were very similar sure. in nature. And obviously, we're only going to be up there for an hour. So there's no way fifty we're going to have time for 50, 50 questions. So it's going to be a lightning round, yeah. John Foley. <laughs> so uh, John Foley, what are your future? What's your plans for the futures of Peloton? Next, well, I was thinking, yeah, that's great. Shut up, jerky. Let's go. We got another question. What's your favorite color of the bike? Black. Yes. <laughs> we'll Next. allow it Yeah so uh, I can't wait to see the final list So that'll be that'll be fun to look forward to Yes it will So let's dig in shall we Sure It's time for news of the Peloton So uh, how's your hoo-ha <laughs> Is this the royal you or are you really asking I would never ask about another woman's hoo-ha. <laughs> well, hell, I don't know, Tom. Even in, even in the abstract. <laughs> I mean, this is who the wants, clip out after dark. I'm sorry. A, after dark. Ooh. Now I really want to know how your hoo-ha is. But who would, besides, who would want an abstract hoo-ha? Not Pablo <laughs> Picasso. <laughs> no, it's, uh, there was uh, someone shared in, uh, something on the OPP about... Labiaplasty. Yeah, about how spin, spin bikes... Might uh, affect your lady business <laughs> Your girl parts Your lady parts Yeah Yeah So um, you just never know What you're going to get on the OPP You just you just don't know We should get this guy on as a guest David Gosland Hey we should That might be a really fascinating conversation So he he has this article out there um, Talking about how the surgeries For changing your girl parts Right Are on the rise Because Because of spin Because it's sometimes After birth <laughs> I Gets a little stretchy It's I guess It says Excessive or uneven Tissue And uh, so it, I, <laughs> I guess it's getting a little Wedged up there maybe I don't mm-hmm. know Because I don't fit either one of the Targets of this demographic <laughs> I neither ride the bike Nor do I have a labia uh, I do uh, have access to one, but <laughs> it's more of like I'm renting to own. Yeah, so apparently people aren't happy with how their lady parts look or or how they feel, and uh, I guess that between between riding on a spin bike for a forty five minute class or uh, the increase of as they say athleisure wear, that uh, people are getting a little more self conscious. Of how things look Well this sounds To me like it's Like there's obviously The appearance aspect That sometimes mm-hmm. motivates mm-hmm. Women Yes But this sounds like It's really targeted Is like I guess for some women It's actually Physically uncomfortable I mean that's when That is what it says It says that uh, That women of all ages Are deciding to opt in For the Sorry guys Vulva altering Gynecological surgery there's 12,000 oh, surgeries in 2016, and that is an increase of 39%. Where's where's the stat fairy when you need that person? <laughs> oh, my goodness. Those vulvas get great gas mileage, though. <laughs> and they're very dependable and safety conscious cars. It's, it's just, you know, they talk about how there's all these, like, franchises, and there's all these women taking classes, like, at Cycle Bar, or Flywheel, spin classes at their gym, and uh, and they say it, that's why labiaplasty is trending. They sit on top of a stationary bicy- bicycle for extended periods of time, and that can be uncomfortable, and that excessive or uneven tissue can make it more uncomfortable. And so they speculate that the growing popularity of of that and, as they say, rocking the yoga pants all day has caused women to become more self-conscious. So, okay, so that I that. okay, I have a question. Okay, I have a question because you are the female on the show. Okay, so maybe you can give me the non-female on the show some insight. Okay, that last part really kind of threw me for a loop, a Lulu loop. Lululemon loop Okay When they say That uh, What was the part About yoga pants Yeah The, the yeah. growing popularity Of ath- athleisure clothes Athleisure Has caused women To become more Self-conscious Of their nether regions In other says. words The camel toe So Like I always thought As a guy Maybe I'm dumb I always thought Camel toes Were accidental Oh, they are. They're but, saying they're saying that that look is not what they're going for, and so they're getting plastic surgery done to decrease that look. 
Oh, I thought they were getting plastic surgery done because they liked that look. They mm-hmm. just wanted it to look a certain way. No, I think what they're saying is that excess tissue is creating a camel toe combined with incredibly tight clothes. Okay. I thought they were saying that when they're like, <laughs> I want my camel toe to look really good. I mean, maybe I'm being incredibly naive and that is what they're saying. I just, if you're asking from my perspective, what are they saying? Right. I refuse to believe that somebody would do that on purpose. But hey, I live in the Midwest, so what the hell do I know? Don't isn't there something that like you can you can put down there to no. to not have that exposed? What? No. Honey, I don't wear yoga pants. <laughs> I don't know what you think women are going to stick down there. I don't know, but like you guys always got crazy stuff. You got your glue dots and like you've got all this sort of crazy thing that boys don't know you have. Until like we've been married to you for 15 years There is nothing to smooth out the lady parts There's not like a a cooch dot (laughs) Not that I'm aware of Well if you want one (laughs) No I just I like I thought there might be like a special I I actually was having a It wasn't about this It was a conversation with women With women the other day We were talking about how it can be uncomfortable on the spin bike, if you lean forward and rest your head on the handlebars, while your head is on the handlebars, is a whole different conversation, but that it can be uncomfortable. In fact, this group of ladies, who shall remain nameless, but they know who they are and they are right. laughing their ass off right now, we actually came up with a product that we decided to sell. It was going to be it was going to be a pillow for your vag, the vag pillow to protect it on the Peloton uh, because it can get uncomfortable. Right. So there is no product. I'm telling you, it doesn't exist. There's nothing to smooth things out except for underwear, you know, but if you're wearing really tight, then you'll have, then you'll have underwear lines. lines. Yeah. So, I mean, uh, you just don't wear that tight of yoga pants. You you, you give some air down there. You need a little room to breathe. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) It shouldn't be that tight. (laughs) I, I wear jeans. I know you do (laughs) (laughs) As much as possible (laughs) I mean this is just my opinion Every My little asterisk On this conversation Is that I am only going by my body And my experience with yoga pants I am not saying that applies to everyone Because there might be people That have issues with excess tissue And they can't Maybe it's not that simple I just know that Did you just describe your labia? (laughs) (laughs) I'm just saying I don't know what everybody's labia looks like I can't speak for them That would be And I don't want to be I don't want to be labia shaming So (laughs) there might be people who can't help it (laughs) That would be crazy if you did know what everyone's labia looked like You'd be like the rain man of labias But really, I can't I can't say that everybody out there is in the same boat. They I mean, everybody has a different body. So, yeah. you know, I'm saying, hey, it's not that difficult. Wear a looser pair of pants. And maybe it's not that simple for somebody. I don't know. Yeah, I don't I don't, I don't know either. So that was my asterisk. <laughs> so that's out there. We should totally have. I wonder if this guy's even got a sense of humor and he would he or he would hate us by the end. Uh, probably. Oh, I, let me rephrase that. He would hate me by the end. Yeah, because I would have a serious comment. <laughs> you know what we should do is combine podcasts and have the sex therapist on with this guy, <laughs> and then talk about it because I think she would have some interesting color to bring to the table. You know, I think that could be a really interesting well, conversation. If it has an interesting color than your yoga pants have cut off circulation. <laughs> Or you got some, or you've got some other issues. Yeah, <laughs> and see a doctor asap. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I'll go ahead and post that at facebook.com slash the clip out. <laughs> Feel free to weigh in with your labia tips, <laughs> or the whole labia. <laughs> Why just the tip? <laughs> and you were worried we wouldn't have anything to talk about. I know. Well, you started talking about labias. <laughs> You started talking about labias. We started talking. About <laughs> Man, there is nothing worse than when you buy a pair of sunglasses 
and then you lose or break them. I would agree. So what do we do about that? <laughs> well, that's where Gooder comes in. Their sunglasses are $25 each. So nobody likes to throw away $25, but it's a lot better than throwing away a hundred or more dollars on a pair of broken sunglasses, right? Yeah, I mean, absolutely. I have to say that's not my favorite part about Gooder. My favorite part about Gooder is that when I run, they don't slip, they don't bounce, and they're 100% polarized. Um, and they also come in like a million different colors and styles. For your $25, you're not sacrificing comfort, safety, or style. If you want to support the show and pick up a pair, Gooder is giving the Clipout listeners free shipping on their first order. Just go to gooder.com slash TCO. That's G-O-O-D-R dot com and use code TCO to get free shipping. Gooder offers a 30-day money-back guarantee and 100% satisfaction. Find your pair at gooder.com slash TCO and use code TCO to get free shipping. If you're looking to avoid carbs, it's always a challenge trying to find bread that fits in with your keto lifestyle. Right, because you want to make sure that it tastes good and you want to make sure it has good ingredients. So I think Hero Bread does both. Especially when you're in the store, you are overwhelmed with bread choices. Yes. And I've had other breads before that claim to have low net carbs and you are certainly sacrificing taste, texture, size. Yes. None of that with Hero Bread. No, because sometimes on the ones that have the low net carbs, they have like no substance to it. It's like eating air. It is. And Hero Bread actually really tasted good and it felt like a solid piece of bread. Like I did not feel like I was giving up something. I was surprised at how big each slice of bread was. Here's the real test of a piece of bread. <laughs> I didn't make a sandwich with these. I just had toast. Which you love because you have toast almost every day. I do. It was the <laughs> best textured bread of this sort that I've ever had. And if you're doing the math, it's zero to one grams of net carbs, zero gram sugar and high in fiber. So don't give up being a breadhead. Hero Bread is offering 10% off your order. Go to hero.co and use code TCO at checkout. That's TCO at H-E-R-O dot C-O. Checking in with the Peloton community. Joining us today via Skype phone is Lisa Nyren. Hi, Lisa. How's it Hi, going? Lisa. Thanks for having me on. Thanks for coming on. Yeah, we're so excited to talk to you. I, I can't wait to hear all of your background, like how you, your whole story of, of when you're at Peloton and help us with this timeline because everything in timeline in Peloton is simultaneously so short and compressed and, t and simultaneously really long too. So it's weird, <laughs> you know, it's like the shortest, fastest history on the Absolutely. planet. Absolutely. So... I guess going back to my roots is I started teaching indoor cycling full-time at Flywheel Sports in New York. I was one of the first couple instructors there early on. Um, at the end of 2013, around like the end of 2013, Marion had left Flywheel and she was a little bit big, like, I'm going somewhere, I'm going to do something big. And by the way, like, hey, reach out to me in like two weeks. And I was <laughs> like, all right. Where, I was like, where the heck is she going? Um, and, you know, there was exactly where the studio is on 23rd Street. There was a big sign like Peloton is coming. And I was just kind of enamored by this idea of I have a business background. So I ventured full time into fitness and I was kind of like, oh, my God, like that's what's next for me. Like doing something that's kind of like cutting edge, using kind of like, you know, my entrepreneurial skill set to want to build something. Um, and I reached out to Marion and she was like, yeah, you better get your butt over here. So I um, <laughs> one thing led to another. I went to the original old corporate office in West Chelsea where we notoriously streamed out of a closet and I think um, <laughs> I walked in and JB was like well that's the bike but we don't have any of them <laughs> and we were talking like this is like you know like winter 2014 I believe yeah um and I was like, all right, so you don't have any bikes. She's like, yeah, so we just make do with what we have. And I remember I like walked in. And I think like Jess King had like never taught a class before. And uh, Steph Neiman was like, yeah, sometimes the cameras fall down. And it was just like this whole startup vibe that was like basically just incredible. And I was like, all right, this is it. I believe in it. I'm all in. That's awesome. That's cool. I mean, that that had to be quite a leap. Yeah. 
People told me I was crazy. Well, first they were like, you left. I, I mean, I used to work in finance and accounting. So people were like, you left this like corporate stable life. You decided to go into fitness and then you left like a stable, like, you know, like I was a salary, like instructor who had like everything going at flywheel with like many corporate responsibilities. And I was like, you know, I'm going to go to this company that has no money at the time. And I just believe in the vision. And everyone was like, wow, you're crazy. <laughs> it's funny how many people are like, like, how many of the fitness instructors and trainers we've talked to, like, it's a second phase of their career. Like, they were doing something different. Yeah. And then yeah. they're like, now I'm going to do go do this thing. It is. It's interesting. And especially with the business background, because I have a business background not in, like, an entrepreneurial sense, but more from, like, that. that's just what I end up doing for my actual day job. And so I, fi- I find that to be more, like, about analytics and statistical and thought, you know, that kind of thought. And so the idea of just jumping into something that you really knew nothing about with that sense of, you know, business kind of rigidity is uh, that would be very scary to me. Very cool, but also very scary. Definitely scary. I mean, in the early days, I think it's often overlooked, but, you know, Peloton had no money in those early days. I mean, like, like really like minimal money. It was it was a grind. And there were there were dark days that people don't really talk about. Like there were days where we were like, well, if we get through the summer, you know, maybe we'll turn a corner in September. Like, let's just sell another bike. And like, hope. Like, I mean, people overlook often. It was, how did we sell bikes? Like it started with like the original store in East Hampton. It was, well, if we open a bottle of champagne and they have a couple of glasses, like they'll buy a bike, which seems so funny now because it's like, who doesn't want to go buy a bike, right? Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, there, it was it was definitely, a, it was a grind in those early days. I bet because you, I mean, you really, it's one of those things where you don't want to buy this thing that the selling point, what makes it different is that if this company doesn't make it, now you just got a regular bike with a fancy TV attached to it. Yeah. Yeah, you have, the, you have this $2,000 bike in your house and you're like, shit, what did I buy this for? <laughs> yeah. In the beginning, it was also, people were like, well, are you guys going to be around? Am I really going to do this at home? Like, people didn't, fundamentally didn't get it. So it was, every cell was like the hardest cell imaginable. Yeah, I bet. And then I, I, I wonder, like, uh, do you remember kind of maybe where the tipping point was for that? I mean, you know, there's an old saying in marketing that nothing draws a crowd like a crowd. Like, you know, you get enough yeah. to where it starts to build up some momentum and take on a life of its own. Do, do you remember a moment where you felt like or, or maybe where collectively people felt like we're safe? I, I think it was around probably like holidays. 2014 I think we landed in like a couple like the gift guide like the best gift guides for the year I don't know if it was like New York Times or whatever those gift guides that come out sure. yeah and they're notable they're nationally seen I think from there I think there was like a big ad on like the back of the New York Times maybe or the Wall Street Journal and I think that there was a round of funding for like 14 million dollars like that was huge that was like all right well we could live to fight another day <laughs> and around the same time you know, the leaderboards at, at the way beginning, there was, I don't know, maybe like five, six, eight people on a leaderboard. Like the day that you could see start to scroll, you were like, holy crap, we're onto something here. And it, was like, <laughs> and it was like people were like fighting for shout outs. And now, I mean, I know that, you know, hundreds and thousands of people take class. So it's it's so different. But I remember the first time you had to scroll and there was maybe there was like a like the instructor bike couldn't even handle the capacity of scrolling. So it was like. <laughs> We needed to find another way to log in so we could see everybody that was riding with us, you know? So there, there were like monumentous days like that, or like the first time that I used to teach Sunday mornings in the studio and it was like all the home riders would show up and it was like, all right, we're onto something like, yeah, 60 people are here and they're all from home and they all just want to meet me and meet each other. And it was, I mean, it was really, really cool. Wow. That had to be. And I, I know $14 million sounds like a lot of money, but back then that's, I mean, half of that was just Stephen Little's hair gel. Damn it. <laughs> it would have been ruined, a good joke. Way to ruin my joke. <laughs> <laughs> he does love some hair gel, but because this was pre Stephen Little days, even. I remember <laughs> we were chatting with him for like a good year to try to get him to come over, and he was like, I don't know about this digital thing. Oh, really? <laughs> he's like, he's, everybody was like, not sure about it. He's like, yeah, the internet's a fad. <laughs> I remember he would, so he started using the app to sort of check out like what we were doing. Um, I think he lived in Vermont at the time and he would 
text me when I was done teaching a class and be like, ah, oh, send me your second song from tonight's class. And I'm like, where were you? What's your user? Like, you're not on my leaderboard. I was so, I was so confused because, you know, the app wasn't really talked about then. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's interesting. Well, he had a secret uh, leaderboard name. It was Steven Itty Bitty. <laughs> what? I didn't know that. Yeah, that's his little. That's a little thing I just made up. <laughs> that's a true fact I just made up. <laughs> so, so how long were you at Peloton then? I was at Peloton from winter of fourteen until the very, very end of August. 2015 I want to say Okay Gotcha So and and that was before I was I had the bike So I never I never like had that moment Of like feeling like I met you You know Like I (laughs) (laughs) So And how What was the culture like then How What did it feel like To be an instructor It was very very different Than that I Believe it is now Based on You know like people I keep in touch with And what I hear It was very Startup vibes You know every I believe two weeks We did a company fireside chat with john where everyone would like gather around and those started to become less and less frequent (laughs) it was very much like are we gonna succeed are we all gonna need new jobs you know it was it was in the early days like how do we make this happen how do we get press how do we get people to know about us you know a lot of people at industry events i would go to would see you know i'd be like probably wearing like a peloton logo on my shirt and they're like well what is that no one's ever heard of it (laughs) so it was a lot of I mean, I think the majority of 2014, it was people understanding who we were. I guess the first eight or nine months of 2015, it was it was a different ballgame. And it, everything was very, very fast and very, very furious. Like, as you said, it's, it's a very short timeline. And at the same time, it's a very long timeline. So it just every day something crazy was happening. Wow. So uh, so then what what happens post Peloton? Yeah. So, yeah. Where, where have you so, been since then? What you working on? Post Peloton, I started teaching at City Row. I just started to love rowing in a sense that it changes your body in a whole different way. I had been teaching indoor cycling for, oh, I want to say like 12 years, eight of which full time. So just something different. I always like wanted to get back on a bike. So I went and helped open some cycle bar franchises in around New Jersey, like very close to Manhattan in Bergen County. It was a good experience. Um, at the same time, although it's close in terms of miles, the traffic, as you can imagine, sure. yeah. in and around New York City is crazy. <laughs> so uh, push came to shove and I was like, all right, this is just not for me long term. So I started to think how I could continue to reach people around the world, because at the end of the day, you know, reaching 60 people in one within the walls of a studio is enjoyable but at a certain point what i really missed was the community that i helped build at peloton right yeah Um, the entire time i was there i never took a vacation i was i was just so interested in building the community and building this brand so i have gotten a lot of phone calls since i left peloton you know different people starting digital platforms and i always take the meeting and at the end of the meeting i always look at the i always end the the call or the in-person meeting and i say thank you for taking the time, like I wish you well, but nothing ever stuck to me. It was the way that I knew when I walked into that office in West Chelsea that Peloton was going to be the the wave of the future. Mm -hmm. I was waiting for that feeling, like this is interactive, it's captivating. So I met these two guys, they reached out to me on Instagram, Jason Baptiste, who's actually a bike owner, and Nathaniel McNamara, and they said, you know, hey, like, want to wanna jump on a call? We created a digital platform, and me, I'm like, oh, it's going to be nothing. <laughs> right, I'm like, all right, I, I guess I'll humor it. I'm walking somewhere. I'll get on a phone, with them, a phone call with them. So immediately I was captivated by what they had to say. They started talking about fitness as being content in its purest form, like entertainment value content, right? And why should it be within the four walls of a studio? Why not reach people around the world? So they started to tell me how they view fitness as really entertainment laced with incredible fitness, but at the same time, how their vision on how they wanted to bring it to people. And it was almost like they took the words out of my brain and they could read what I was thinking. And I said, all right, all right, tell me more. They had a platform that was in beta at the time, so I couldn't, you know, I couldn't go anywhere to find it. So I went to meet with them and they said, all right, this is super interactive, super gamified and let us show it show it to you. So I said, all right, let's, let's check it out. You know, I'll give it a go. Basically what they've created is essentially a platform that is accessible to everybody. And it has an interactive leaderboard similar to a Peloton. It can track your heart rate data, your mileage, your max speeds, your heart rate. And I just think it, and you can also be on it in real time and asynchronously. You can 
also ghost yourself similar to your leaderboard on your peloton bike and i just i was blown away with it you level up which will you start as a basic bear there are 29 a litter of animals you become a <laughs> i was gonna say wait did you say bear <laughs> <laughs> so all the levels are a litter of animals you start off as a basic bear you become a playful panda a daring dragon i can't remember what's next but every level you unlock you can unlock virtual customizations. You unlock different um, ways to interact with the community. And then on top of that, every class you take, you earn a digital currency that we call Bitcoin. A lot of people nice. joke, it's That's Bitcoin. That's very cool. <laughs> they're, they're like, is Bitcoin redeemable for Bitcoin? And I'm like, listen, I, I only hope one day, right? right. <laughs> <laughs> My bank account will grow exponentially. But in the meantime, um, we're telling people to accumulate as much Bitcoin as they possibly can. And with that Bitcoin, you can also get additional virtual customizations, but it will be redeemable very, very shortly for real world goods and commodities. So that being said, like think about, you know, we make custom fly knits or you want to go to Limber, the stretching studio that's now across the country. We can provide that for people and all they do is redeem it. And, you know, it's no extra cost to them, but you're basically being incentivized and rewarded for working out. So does it matter what kind of workout? Like, or so do you have to do certain things or how does that work? Okay. So I guess I, I didn't do such a hot job of explaining. So basically <laughs> this platform is for running, walking, jogging. We are not naive to the fact that a lot of people will never run or can only power walk and maybe jog. My mom is 62 years old, bless her heart. And she uses our product every day. And She'll probably never run, but it's all treadmill-based running, walking, jogging for the moment. And you can imagine from there, our hope and our goal and our mission is to be accessible to everyone. So while I look at, you know, like Peloton's about to come out with their treadmill and I'm like, this is, I mean, it's a beautiful piece of equipment. You know, it's getting rave reviews, but at the end of the day, $4,000 is not accessible to everybody. So how can we be accessible to absolutely everybody and be synced with their Apple watch or any other type of device they have so that they can continue to track all their results and, and get a workout wherever they are, whether they have a treadmill that they don't use anymore in their basement or they go to the local like YMCA or wherever they work out no matter where they are. So I think that's a really cool value proposition to me is, you know, bring really great fitness and entertainment quality fitness to everybody. I think that's great. I'm trying to picture like, does it work since you said treadmill? So is, is it hooked up to the treadmill somehow? Or is it, you know, based on some kind of, you know, if you have a, a Fitbit or something, or how does it know what you did? So it, currently it is on your iPhone. So it's on all iOS devices at the moment. Um, it also syncs with your Apple Watch. You can get the leaderboard on there and all your statistics. From there, you can imagine Fitbit and all those other things are in the pipeline along with, you know, Android devices. But basically it's all audio based for the moment. I guess what we've learned is actually kind of came to us taking a Peloton class to be perfectly honest, that, I don't know, something happened to the picture and it was like, you closed your eyes and you just listened to the instructor's voice and probably had the best like ride of our CEO's life. You know, he just got his best output, his best mileage. And he was just like, wow, I don't really need to see a person, maybe more so for running than cycling, right? So imagine that you can just get out of your own way and just do your thing. So it's all audio based at the moment. And we also announced a big partnership with Life Fitness, the number one treadmill manufacturer in the world. So our platform will be available in all Life Fitness treadmills at the end of the month. Oh, cool. That's awesome. Yeah. So it's many different ways to be even more accessible to people. So whether it's your phone, your Apple Watch, a Life Fitness treadmill, but we're not exclusive to them. So you can imagine other treadmill manufacturers we might start to work with as well. Gotcha. So, I, and I guess I'm still confused. It's audio based. Like what? It, so it's giving you cues from an audio. Like, so you have headphones on. It's giving you cues. Oh, okay. It, but it, I don't understand why you can't do it outside. <laughs> That's the part I'm having trouble with. I'm sorry. Well, you it might run you into traffic. So, <laughs> so, all of our classes currently talk to you about speed and incline on your treadmill, right? Oh. So we've got beginner, intermediate, and advanced classes. And we even have walks as well, which would be a whole other layer of beginner. But so they're all geared towards the treadmill. But you can imagine that all of our data and statistics will be soon available on our phone. And you can imagine off the record that we will be taking this outside. <laughs> off the record. Got it. <laughs> off the record. So I think, I think that's a huge way to 
capitalize on the market as well because so many people want to get outside when the weather's nice, nice er, nice ish, and you still want that incredible boutique quality fitness with the top instructors in the world. But I mean, you don't want to be on your treadmill inside. So why not have the same experience, but take it outside? It's like rift tracks for exercise. Yes. Are you familiar with rift tracks? What? It doesn't shock me because it's, it's for nerds. Yeah, it's pretty nerdy. So we're entering into some nerdy waters. Nerd out on you for a second. <laughs> so just, you know, hold on to your armrest. Uh, so are you familiar with a television show called Mystery Science Theater 3000? It's okay to say no. no. It's yeah. I'm not. So okay, so Mr. you might when I describe it, you, it might kind of jog your memory. It was a show that was on Comedy Central. It later moved to the Sci-Fi Channel. This is in the '90s, and they would watch like old movies, and then they'd be in a silhouette along the bottom of the screen, and then they make fun of the movie while it while it runs and like in, a, in real time. And it was like this guy who was trapped in a spaceship with some robots, and so he and he had mad scientists that would send him bad movies, and then he would make fun of the movies to keep his sanity was kind of the premise of the show. And so when the show went off the air, some of the people that were on the show decided that they wanted to do this, but for bigger name movies, because the movies they did were all pretty, most of, a lot of them were in the public domain, or they were pretty small, unknown films, and they wanted to do bigger films, and their end run around the copyright, not that that's what you're doing, Doing, is that they would just provide you an audio track of them making fun of Harry Potter or Star Wars. And if oh, you happen it. if you happen to already own a copy of Harry Potter and Star Wars, you could, you could hit play at the same and time. You wanted to listen to their MP3 while you watch the movie. That's between you and your God. <laughs> and, and so uh, um, and so like so it's basically like it's an audio layer that that you're like playing over something else. So, so that's what it kind of made me think of is it's like riff tracks for exercise. Yeah. Except you're not making fun of people. Right. Well, we're not making fun of people. But I guess what we are doing is and what I am particularly passionate about is the same way that we can look at an indoor cycling class as taking people on a journey and sort of being there you know, Sunday service, if you will, and providing them, you know, some like nugget of wisdom that they can take on their day that that can really apply to almost any situation. We sort of, we view our content as having an arc and a flow of a class similar to an indoor cycling class or like a movie. Think about, I mean, we know that movies are captivating and draw you in and they're cliffhanger moments and that's how we structure our classes. So we're not trying to create, you know, marathon runners or people that want to, you know, PR their mile, although we do have stuff geared towards people that are really, truly runners, I think it's mostly just about having people become better versions of themselves and making that accessible to them, right? And I think that running is such a great way to do it because it's accessible to almost everyone, running, walking, jogging, you know, it's primal movement patterns and it's one of the fastest growing parts of the fitness industry at the moment. So I think it's a great way to capitalize on that and provide people with really cool experiences and different types of content than they've really ever experienced before. That's awesome. Yeah. That sounds like a really neat idea. And and what's the name of it? It's called Studio. And at first, all right, I'll be honest. At first, I was like, I don't get it. It's so simple. But it's right. the idea that you can make a boutique fitness studio no matter where you are, right? Mm-hmm. And you're bringing us with you. And it doesn't matter if you're at the gym or in your home or on the track, wherever you are, it's it's your studio. Oh, okay. Okay. I like that. Sometimes they say, keep it simple. That's right. They do. They do say that. We don't follow instructions well, but no. they, they say that. <laughs> Some days I feel more simple than others. <laughs> so really, people could use it to supplement their Peloton workouts, because if they're traveling or if they have a treadmill or if they just have a gym membership, they could use Studio to also get a cardio workout in when they're not necessarily near their bike. Absolutely. And I think what's really unique about us is, you know, we have our workouts designed by, you can filter them by workout type, by musical genre. And at the same time, what's really cool about us is we give every instructor the opportunity to have a signature class that's super unique to them. They can, you know, be as crazy and unique as they want. And it comes out once a week. And the idea is you could take it one week, and take it three weeks later, the one that comes out that day. And you don't need to do them all in a row. You kind of know what you're getting. So I think it's a really cool way to get very different types of workouts and have constantly varied training so that 
your body doesn't get used to something and you get the best workout. And we also have really cool programs that are either designed for a fitness goal, like zero to 5k, which starts you basically on the couch walking the first you know week, you're like walking 30 minutes. And by the end, you're actually running a 5k in 30 minutes. So it's nine weeks long, three classes a week. They all build off of each other. Additionally, we have one that's like new year, new you. We have some, you know, countdown to summer, like get in, get in shape for summer. Um, well, I'm trying to think, uh, get your bridal body in six weeks or moms that are pregnant, how to lose the baby weight or how to stay in shape while you're pregnant. So we have, you know, instructors that have the training for this and also have experienced these different things to provide those programs for people. But other than fitness goals, I think where we provide even more entertainment is kind of podcasting in a way, but still a really great experience. We've got coming out, it's called The History of Hip Hop, The 10, The History of Hip Hop. And every week there is a 30 minute class and it's a decade of the history of hip hop. So you're getting a really awesome. great education on a subject matter <laughs> at the same time as getting a great workout. So you're you're <laughs> literally going to run DMC. <laughs> literally. <laughs> Oh, Tom. <laughs> this is all I can bring to the table. We're talking about exercise. I know. It was good. It was good. I like how you inserted that. That's good. So I know what Crystal is wondering, and she's afraid to ask, is uh, just circling back a little bit. Will any of the instructors be adorable pandas or dragons? <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were going to say, are there any former fly? Uh, sorry. Oh, no. <laughs> oh maybe, maybe, okay. Maybe we should ask that. Yeah, I'm like, oh, I opened up a whole can of cartoon worms. <laughs> a, whole, a whole can of worms. And people are now like on the edge of their seat like oh my gosh lisa um huh well never say never it's spoken to a few i will say that sometime in the next few weeks there will be some exciting announcements as it relates to peloton folks that will be joining us not necessarily instructors but that's just a little teaser (laughs) when you said there you know people can take studio with them you know maybe if they're away if they're traveling if they are you know a Peloton bike owner and maybe you're not buying a treadmill. It's a great way to supplement your workouts, even if maybe you still belong to a local gym, even though you have a bike. But you can imagine that along with outdoor, we will have some type very soon of supplemental workouts to enhance the running, walking and jogging classes indoor that we have. So you can imagine that it's a way to get stronger and not just build up people's cardio regimen, forgetting about everything else. Oh, okay. That's very interesting. We're we're expanding the, you know, class offerings, lots and lots of instructors that I've brought on that are in training. So I haven't really announced any of them yet, but everyone's very, very notable in and around New York from, you know, big name boutique fitness studios from SLT to SoulCycle to Flywheel to City Row. So it's definitely a very, very exciting time. It sounds like it. it. Yeah. Wow. Thank you so much for being on the podcast and talking about that. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks for having me. I know that part of your part of your fitness is that you also obviously eat well. So do you have any kind of nutrition advice that you would like to share with uh, the listeners? Absolutely. Um, I think that there's no one size fits all nutrition advice. And I think that over time, I've learned that, you know, when I look back at like, videos and images, I'm like, Oh, I, I like, over time, I've just started to figure, you know, my own nutritional situation out. So I think that for people that are obsessed with counting macros, I say, like, if that's what you need to hold yourself accountable, go for it, right? Like, it's not how I choose to live my life. But I think I think people should play around with it and explore. I do a lot of fasted cardio when I wake up. But you know, if my body is like, I'm really, really hungry, I, you know, I'm like, all right, well, today, I'm going to eat breakfast. So I think that everyone should you know, really take the time to understand how their body responds best and just do a little bit of like guess and check work. I guess I'm a big proponent of eating real food and not overeating bars and protein powders. Although I'm, I definitely love protein shakes and things like that. I think that it's really important to make sure you're putting whole nutrition into your body. I definitely eat a lot cleaner than most people would ever imagine. I have celiac and I'm allergic to all fake sugar. So I, oh my gosh. So I totally understand weird food scenarios, but I think that everybody should definitely 
try at least once in their life to do something where you go off of gluten entirely and see how your body responds. Even if you return back to it, I just think it's a really great way for people, especially in America, to see how how much gluten is in our society and in our food. You know, there's a, a fascinating episode of a podcast called Radio Lab. I don't know if you've ever heard it or not. I know it's probably shocking to you that there are other podcasts besides the clip out. But, um, <laughs> but they did a, a whole episode, uh, man, six or eight months ago. About celiac and how how it kind of rose to prominence, how for a long time people didn't think it was real, how they figured out it was real, and it was positively fascinating. And and, and I I don't have it, so it's not a concern for me. So and I don't say that as like so who cares. I say that to say that like I don't have it, and it was still a fascinating story about basically how. I think it was World War Two caused people to realize it was real and just like an unintended consequence of something that occurred during World War Two showed basically ended up performing an accidental scientific study. And uh, so if, if you're, I thought just because you're talking about that, you might find that interesting, but it's called. Yeah, I'm going to have to check that out. Yeah, but I th- I'm pretty sure it was an episode of Radio Lab. That's the most sciencey one I listened to because <laughs> they dumb it down. I'm not good at science. <laughs> when you feel very smart afterwards. <laughs> I do. I say things like this now. Well, I uh, I wanted to step back to fasted cardio. I heard, I saw this on the OPP earlier today. I think Tom LaBelle posted something about it uh, because he was celebrating his, I think it was 500th ride with Jennifer Jacobs. And he was talking about how she'd recommended that. But a lot of people chimed in immediately that they didn't know what fasted cardio was. And I was wondering if you could do a quick explanation for folks. Absolutely. So basically, so as opposed to intermittent fasting, which I know people talk a lot about. Fasted cardio has some unique fat loss benefits. So research, and don't quote me on his research, <laughs> shows that exercising in a fasted state will increase fat oxidation rates along with some other form that is very sciencey that I'm not sure about. <laughs> that, um, it, it really just, it, it accelerates your body's ability to burn fat. So basically it breaks down fat cells for energy and it burns that, it burns off the energy by the cells. So I think that what, for I mean, for me, I guess I've just seen, I teach a lot in the morning. So I see the results quite visibly. And I think for me, that's, you know, that's all I need to see to, to prove to myself it's worthwhile. I don't think it's for everybody. Some people say that, you know, they think it's going to break down their muscle. I find that for me, it works. I guess it probably doesn't work for everybody, but I'm a big proponent of it for that reason. I think my body be, is, has gotten a lot leaner over time. So I'm not really sure if there's a a right or wrong. Yeah. I guess studies have found that it really does help you burn more fat. I believe it's almost like 20% more fat compared to when you eat breakfast and then do cardio. Because it just focuses on the fat cells that you've already stored, right? Is that is that the concept? Right. Okay. That, okay. That's the premise of it. So the fuel that your body will use to burn energy is dependent on a lot of different factors. And the first one is whether or not you've eaten. So your body will burn the fuel you've eaten first. So if there's nothing in your body and you didn't eat, so you're in this fasted state, your body will turn to what it's stored away and that will work to burn it. Got it. And that makes sense, but it also makes... That's, that's the most dumbed down version. Yeah. I <laughs> thank you. For, yeah. I, I need that. And uh, but and that makes sense, but I, I think it also makes sense that there's going to be a lot of people that are like, I got to eat something before I yeah. work out like especially, that. Especially if you're like going for a performance activity. Like if, if what I mean by that is like if you were trying to reach a specific goal, I find that I can't I don't really have a problem not eating before I work out most days but if I'm doing a really hard class and it's a long class that I then I get kind of I, not faint or anything but I can feel that I'm not as strong by the end of the class there's like this point in which I'm just like okay there went all my energy <laughs> absolutely I mean for myself when I work out for myself first thing let's say I'm not teaching in the morning mm-hmm I have like a little something or I'll do like the warm up that has some cardio element in it. I'll eat something light like a fuel pouch. Um, I like the fuel for fire ones. They kind of look like baby food that you suck out of the pouch um, <laughs> just to get some like carbs and fat. And they're kind of tasty in my opinion. And then I'll, and then I'll go back to, I'll, I'll do the hard part of the workout. Just have something in my body. Um, I think I think it's a little bit easier when you're teaching and it's not your workout, but you're burning good calories, so it's easy to do it fasted. Okay, yeah, that makes sense. Sure. Back to Peloton stuff. Do you still ride your Peloton? 
Occasionally, um, my, I bought my mom a bike when, um, before they were like cool to buy when there weren't very many. In <laughs> so when, when I'm at my mom's house in Florida, I do ride her bike. The CEO of my company has one. So, you know, occasionally if I want to take a class, I'd be like, you can use it. But um, I don't ride it as much as I should. <laughs> well, it sounds like you're getting lots of other workouts. Yeah, so. it sounds like, yeah, you're, you're, you're fitting some movement into your day. Yeah. Yeah. Unlike Tom. Yes, that is true. <laughs> so, do you have is any advice? Vice- is it true you don't you don't actually ride? It is true. Oh, okay. Yeah. I just had to. I had to confirm that. Yeah. No, it's it is true. If you see any pictures of me, it should be pretty. It should be readily apparent. I. <laughs> I uh, I like yeah I've, I'm I'm weird and it was funny when you talk about diets and stuff I was seeing that Crystal and I were just having a conversation today because I was like oh I think I'm gonna go back and do the low carb thing f- because I've I, it's been very effective for me over my life and uh, and she was like oh maybe I'll try that and I was and I was like oh don't <laughs> because it's, it's funny my my sister is not quite as in shape as I am and. I guess I come from like a long line of people that are in shape. My mother was, you know, a a bodybuilder when she was about my age. So my sister will call me and say, I don't, I'm just not going to eat carbs. Like no bread, no this. And I'm like, listen, I eat all the carbs in the world, but I I do things to supplement it. And she just can't fathom that, you know, you can eat, but you have to do. Right. Yeah. 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 That's very and, true. And, and that's absolutely true. Like you're like, I'm, I'm not going to sit here and tell you you're wrong. I just hate to do. <laughs> I've, I've, never met, I've never met a taco that I didn't like. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, but, but I was like, I was telling, I'm like, oh, don't do that. I'm like, because she does have movement and she does. And she, and I'm a weird eater. Like I'm a really, really weird eater. And so it works for me because it's not. All that restrictive compared to what I normally eat. It for me, it's basically like, well, I'll cut out the Cheetos. Like yeah. that's you know, and, uh, and no, no processed food. <laughs> yeah, or, yeah. So, but I mean, I mean, really. So, like, it, it is a step in the right direction for me. But I also realize that for most people, like when you talk about like you know, your mileage may vary. Everybody's going to be a little different. Like I, I almost never. When people have asked me like, oh, how'd you lose all that weight? And I tell them they're like, oh, maybe I'll try it. I almost never recommend it because I'm just like, oh, you. Most people, I think it would drive them insane. To I got on a kick where I you know I was quite a bit bigger than I am now and I, and I was just like screw it I'm done with this and I did a year straight like to the day I started on Thanksgiving Day that's how insane I was and I I Thanksgiving to Thanksgiving year straight I did not have one single carb that's crazy yeah it is <laughs> it is and that's why I mean I mean inherently there are carbs in in you know fruits vegetables right. and things like that but I I, I get what you mean and that's yeah. That takes a lot of discipline and willpower. Yeah, and but it worked. I lost like like sixty pounds. Yeah, and he doesn't wow. eat fruits and vegetables. That's why it works. Yeah, I don't for tell him. her that. She's gonna freak out. I know. Like that's crazy. No fruits and vegetables. I can't stand. They make me. We gag. don't even know how he's alive. Yeah, I, I should be. <laughs> I should. I should consist entirely of scurvy and rickets. <laughs> Like I should have diseases wow. only pirates get, and and he actually is one of those people that will go to the doctor and get a checkup. And I do that. so far, he's been doing great. Yeah. So, knock wood. I, like I have to meet you now. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, you're like a fictional character. Like, you shouldn't be. You're, you're a, a unicorn for sure. Yeah, like you're a mythical beast. You should be dead. Oh. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, so do you have any advice for people that uh, that are that maybe you're just getting a Peloton that you learned from when you were there in terms of like what classes to take? What classes, just, just th- things advice. that like might make them enjoy the bike more, use you, it more, tips, tricks? Yeah. I don't know. Or you could open it up and say, is there any advice for people who are newbies to fitness in general? That's true. Um, I think in terms of getting the bike and enjoying it, I think that people should absolutely try everyone's classes. I think in order, I, I know that people find their favorites and, you know, I love my girl, Jen Sherman, but <laughs> I think that if if you consistently stay with the same instructor, although their workout types might vary, I think it's easy to plateau. So I think that people shouldn't, I mean, it's like ice cream flavors, right? You might have your favorite one, but you should try all the others and, you know, supplement from time to time. I think that people should absolutely take advantage of Beyond the Ride. I mean, I remember when we were just creating Beyond the Ride. I think that people should, I think it gets easy to to once once you get your bike and get in the group, I think it becomes easy to take less classes as, as life becomes busy or the weather gets nicer. And I mean, I remember when a rider in Ohio Ohio wrote in and said, you know, 
I don't really have time for 45 minutes all the time. What do you think about doing short content? And that's how it all came about. Like, you know, 20 minute classes, shorter than that, longer than that. So I think people should, you know, if it's in your home and it's, you have the best instructors in the world, like take advantage, even if it's only 20 minutes of your day, you know, that's, that's better than doing nothing, you know, hit it hard and move on. I think people just getting started with fitness, I think it's about making easy, like life hack swaps. I think it's, you know, if you're going out and you want a margarita, have one, right? Like I don't, I don't limit myself, (laughs) but making the right swaps, like make it a skinny margarita, make sure there's, you know, no triple sec in it or, um, agave or no agave. And I think that those kinds of like little things, they all add up over time. And as long as you're, you know, you're investing into your, your fitness and, you know, buying this hardware, why not live, live the whole lifestyle, right? Yeah. Makes sense. Yeah. What I, what I got from all that was I should eat more ice cream. <laughs> maybe maybe if it's Halo Top ice cream. <laughs> that seems to be big in the, in the in the health conscious world. We talked about that yeah, when, when we, when we first heard of it. Yeah. And it was like, we tried that and was it Arctic Freeze? Is that Arctic-, Arctic Freeze is not very delicious. No. Arctic Freeze was disgusting. Is it Arctic Top or is it Arctic, Arctic Freeze? Top. Well, whatever it, it was, Arctic it wasn't it. good. Yeah. And it was, <laughs> Arctic Freeze and Halo Top's the other one. People tend okay. to like Halo Top more. I've never tried it. Yeah. yeah. Halo Top has a, a very creamy uh, consistency, and the other one is like eating frozen dirt. Yeah. It's terrible. Yeah, it's like frozen ice. Yeah, I'm I'm one of those people that I know I'm not mature enough to keep that stuff around or like, like <laughs> peanut butter. Peanut butter, I, I like I just can't have stuff like that around. I will just eat the whole thing. I don't know. It's just not for me. Yeah. No, I get it. I but, understand. But but what you've heard is accurate. Halo Top is good. Arctic Freeze, no, not so much. Stay away. It was like it was. Maybe yucky. that's why I tried it because I knew it was going to be bad. <laughs> <laughs> I'll eat the gross one and then I won't go down that road. I won't go down exactly. that rocky road. <laughs> I see what you see did what there. there. Yeah, that was an yeah, ice cream yeah. joke that I. You wove it in. Yeah, that's pretty <laughs> impressive. So, uh, so do you have a leaderboard name? Do you, or do you not want to? Or if you do, do you even want to share I it? I do actually. I think that almost anybody that had a Peloton bike while I was there knows my leaderboard name. It's um. Darth Vader <laughs> and my location is the Death Star <laughs> and um, it still gets used That's and I fun. guess how this came about was when we so I had my own username that was you know like probably L Myron like every other username I have on social media and one day we had like a leaderboard that had you know for the first time ever it had I don't know maybe it was like 50 people mm-hmm. and I couldn't scroll so my producer at the time said oh well you could have my I'll create you one. And he, he made Darth Vader <laughs> and I wrote on it ever since. And there was one guy, um, an editor for sports illustrated. I want to say he wrote an article, which you could probably still find. And it was about his experience with Peloton. You know, we gave him a bike to borrow for a couple months and he rode every single morning when I rode and we would compete. And he wrote in the article, like, this guy was such an asshole. Darth Vader, <laughs> he would kick my butt every single class. <laughs> I had to beat him. And at the end of the day, like, it was me. And uh, the whole company knew it. It was so, it was just like, everyone thought it was wildly funny that this real outdoor cyclist who was an editor was writing about me thinking it was a big, brolic guy that could kick his butt. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, that's amazing. That's great. I love that story. That is so great. <laughs> so if you see Darth Vader on your leaderboard, now you know who it is. That's awesome. <laughs> I will be looking for you for well, sure. It's no fair. She can use the force. <laughs> <laughs> the, for- the force takes me to the top of the leaderboard. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. Well, uh, so before we go, I guess, how can uh, how can people find you? I am on all social media as L. Myron and first initial last name. Um, I'm on Facebook and you can find me on the studio app if you search studio treadmill in the Apple app store. And I think, you know, it's a great way to supplement what, what people are doing with Peloton on their bike or with that app. So I think it's a great way to have another you know, really interactive, gamified digital fitness platform that's really taking digital content to a whole new level. Awesome. And there are cute pandas. Yes, let's not forget the pandas. You have no idea how much Crystal lit up when you said <laughs> playful panda. <laughs> and see, she's doing it right now. I do love the that little animals. That is the second level. So, you know, you got, you got to take enough classes to get there. And uh, 
what, what, what's really great about it is, let's say you're a better runner than I am. It doesn't necessarily mean that I'll always earn more Bitcoin or currency in every class. It's based on how far you go, but how long you work out for. So I think it's it's really refreshing that it's not about winning the leaderboard. It's just kind of about knowing that there are other people there doing it with you, no matter what time of day you choose to work out. That's good. That is good. good I, I will say, I think part of the reason that I don't like exercise type stuff is that I was always bad at sports. And so that was always a very, very negative experience for me. What PE, <laughs> gym, whatever they call it in your part of the country. But uh, was always like, you know, I, I was always the kid that was picked last. I was always like the nobody would, I would get yelled at by the other people on the team because I sucked. So it was like it was it, there's nothing about it that is enjoyable to me on any level. And so I so I mean, I think it's good that you have a way for people that aren't necessarily it's not just like the people that are super badass that have dedicated their life to it are going to, you know, kick everybody else's butt and scoop up all the fit coin and they'll get to be the cute dragons. Absolutely. And I think I think heart rate is another way to drive that as well, because so long as you stay in whatever zone the workout might call for, you're getting the best possible results for you. So. Again, it just goes back to us for for us it's accessibility and distribution and really just making people into healthier individuals is, you know, the name of the game and delivering that by fitness but entertainment quality fitness and making it fun. Time really flies by when you're doing it, so you don't have to say, "Uh, I wish I wasn't doing this or I just I'm just <laughs> doing it to get it over with, you know?" So it it's it's exciting. Well, that sounds like a really cool app. We'll have to check it out and of course, look for the Playful Panda. <laughs> 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 cool. Well, th- thank you very, thank you very much for taking the time out of your day to join us. We yes, appreciate thank it. you thank so you much. Thank you so much for having me. It's been a blast hanging out with you guys. Absolutely. You too. <laughs> Here's today's recipe for success. So, did uh, Miss Nyron send us a recipe? She did. Awesome. It's banana date walnut protein muffins. I didn't even know banana and walnut protein muffins liked each other. I know. And now they're dating. I don't. It's it's crazy. It's gluten free and paleo friendly. So lots of diets, fad diets are being addressed here. It's great. She says they're ridiculously easy to make. They have no sugar in them, just using the dates to sweeten them and a drizzle of honey on top as needed. They would be a great addition to your kid's school lunchbox or warmed up afternoon tea snack. Put a dollop of almond butter or ricotta cheese on top for the protein and the fat boost. Delicious. She said, I can't quite fathom how something this good can be so good for you. I, I wish that you had her taste buds, man. You would be eating good stuff all the time. I wish I did, too. <laughs> I know you do. I don't like how I eat. I wish I, but I, you've seen me. I know. When somebody like You bar- make the looks. When somebody buries in, like a, a stray onion falls on my pizza. It's it, all over. It's like the princess and the pea up in this bitch. I I'm know. Like, oh, <laughs> Am I getting that by me? Actually, I gag and I start to tear up. Yeah, it's ugly. Nobody, nobody wants to know any more details. No. So, but for the ingredients, this is this ridiculously simple recipe. And we have almond meal. I didn't even know that was a thing. Like oatmeal, but it's almond meal. Okay. And then uh, baking soda, cinnamon, vanilla extract, nutmeg, ground cloves, bananas, a cup of dates that are already pitted and chopped, and three eggs. But if you you can omit the eggs altogether and use chia seeds or flax seeds of a, as a replacement, she has the uh, amounts in there. Um, and then you would have coconut oil that's already melted, some walnuts that are chopped or crushed, and then one scoop of vanilla wafer muscle elements truth protein. That, that is, I've never heard of that brand. I'm curious about that. That's all you need. You mix everything together, combine in a food processor. Take the food processor, dry the mixture in a large bowl, fold in the nuts, spoon the mixture into paper-lined muffin tins, and then top with the chia seeds and, bana- and banana slices. Bake for 25 minutes. Awesome. Yeah. What and a great I recipe. mean that politely. Uh, oh, I know. You yeah, would never like, eat it, but that doesn't mean yeah. you don't like it. I mean, that doesn't mean that you, you does. It means you don't like it. Right. But it doesn't mean that like other people won't right. like it. People who eat normal food. Right. Regular <laughs> folk <laughs> might enjoy it. I, I think that they would. It does sound really good. And, uh, and if you couldn't follow all that, you can find that recipe in detail at our website, theclipout.com, or uh, we'll post it at our Facebook page, facebook.com slash theclipout. We will. So uh, I guess that's it for this week. It brings this episode to a close. Uh, what, pray tell, is in store for people next week? We will be speaking with Megan Yarnell. 
next week Awesome well that sounds like a lot of fun I agree So uh, where can people find you in the meantime They can find me at facebook.com slash crystal O'Keefe. They can also find me on Twitter or Instagram at clipoutcrystal And of course on the bike at clipoutcrystal And you can find me on Twitter at Roger Kubert Or on Facebook at facebook.com slash Tom O'Keefe And don't forget You can find the show online At facebook.com Slash The Clip Out And our aforementioned website Theclipout.com Buy a shirt or something Why don't you I don't know Or or don't <laughs> Whatever <laughs> So uh, that's it for this one Thanks for tuning in Until next time Keep pedaling Clip in Set yourself free Come on and take a ride